Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I'm so excited to have on a 39-year-old from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, the Netherlands, Scotland, Germany, and Italy. A staple and legend of the Medicine Hat Tigers, where he had the most apples in the WHL on route to becoming a champion and ran a muck in those playoffs with 27 points in 20 games to lead the playoffs scored 50 and 45 in the Dutch league with most goals in that league folks, two-time Deutsche Pokal champion once with yours truly and became a two-time Deutsche Meister without me. Also a champion with the St. Wahlberg Eagles in the Sask Alberta senior league where he ran amok and is now guiding the kids with an under 16 triple a team as a head coach. Welcome to the shed, Chris St. Jocks. <laughs> Thanks for having me, buddy. Been a long time, man. I get into how we know each other. I haven't seen you since uh, 2012. I bet. No played against you the next year. Yeah. It's been a while. eh? but uh, yeah, we played together for a bit. And then like you said, uh, yeah, where where were you after that when we played against each other? I can't. I, I went to Helbron that next year after I left. Oh, Hellbron. that's right. Yeah, yeah. You went to the the For rival one year. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you guys won it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way to go. Yeah, way to stick it, eh? Yeah, Fair way enough. to stick it to me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it was yeah. Good time. trim the fat. I get it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the biggest one for us all, eh? Thin out, thin out. Yeah. Oh, yep. shit. So, yeah, folks, Jocko and I here played together with the Beatingheim Steelers in 2010 to 2012, right? Yep. Yep. And you uh, moved over halfway through a season from Edinburgh Capitals, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, they were uh, – yeah, I was having a good year there, having some fun with those guys. Uh, Scotland, a great great little uh, place, you know what I mean? Can't complain about that with Edinburgh, uh, nice city and all that, but – yeah, the, the team was uh, struggling there a little bit with the financial reasons and all that. And uh, the were owner... You, were you getting paid? Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, those are what pay your bills. And the owner was a great guy. I uh, didn't want to hold anybody back about leaving and things like that. So, yeah, got an opportunity like you just mentioned uh, just before, I think just after Christmas and stuff like that. And then I joined you guys. So, yeah, yeah. and then, it was, uh, yeah, it was a start of a career in Germany. Yeah, you were there a long time. And did you not marry a gal from there? I sure did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was one of those, uh, one, a funny story with that one. I think it was one of those nights where we were having uh Monday fun days and, uh, fucking Lama bar and, uh, yeah, the waitress. I, with, I know the uh, place. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We do know. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, the good old, uh, Beckham there, if I could let you home all the time. So 
Yeah, definitely. That was a that was a good time. Yeah, yeah no, she was like, I guess she was fucking. Um, yeah, she was the waitress. She was a waitress. Lama bar. Yeah, Lama bar. Yeah, the waitress from Lama bar. Eh? I didn't even know that. And I guess when we were, uh, you know, a little, uh, I guess, let's let's call it a little drunk. I guess you can call we it. Used they to had get a, a little tangled up at the Lama yeah. bar after a big win on a Sunday, or maybe all day Monday. Time, exactly. <laughs> but this is the next day. This is a Monday fun day now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so those are the, those are the full poles. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, and I guess <laughs> I was. Uh, Muttering to her, I guess, uh, you know what I mean? Asking her if Nothings she was single. And whatnot. And, yeah. Yeah, sweet, yeah, exactly. Trying to, you know, to get her off her uh, off her feet, right? And wow. uh, yeah, I guess I asked her if she wanted to come to move to Canada and marry me. So I guess said. <laughs> so uh, obviously you married a German. Can du sprechen ein bisschen Deutsch? Nine. Really? I know. I understand you, a little bit. You didn't really learn it? No. You're married to a German man. Yeah, I, I listen to her. I know when she's talking. Don't get me wrong. I can understand. <laughs> I can understand when she's turbid because I caught her one time. She was talking to her friend and bad mouthing me a little bit in German. So I caught her and asked her, what was that? Oh, yeah. She knew right away. <laughs> to speak it, uh, it's okay. Jocko, I, how do you not know German when you were there that long? Yeah, and you're married it. to a German. That's all good. I'll go back and all I know to know is my numbers. I, I, I mean, I'm Dreisik, ah, buddy. You know what I mean? That Chinese place. That's all I got to know. <laughs> <laughs> to get the delivery or what? You know yeah. where you live. <laughs> yeah, it's like where you live. <laughs> 31A. <laughs> um, anyway, so another reason how we know each other is this. I just thought of this before we were coming on here is years ago, your wife had wrote to me on Facebook and said, hey, Jocko's retiring. I'm putting together a video with all his buddies and ex-teammates. And I didn't open up Facebook for like two years. And when I read it, I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, I'll do a video. And then I realized the message had been from a year earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I never did make the video. Sorry, buddy. That's okay. No, no big deal. Like I said, it's all good. I would have, I would have made one if I would have seen the message. Oh, okay. I know you would have. You would have. So did she whip one up for you? Did you get a nice? Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, it was a big. Yeah, it was definitely a big surprise. Uh, I thought it was more of a. I can't even. It was my cousin's. It was supposed to be my cousin's party or some sort. My buddies, yeah, that day are all fucking taking me out, and we uh, getting hammered a little bit at the racetrack because I love the betting on the ponies. You like and all that. betting on the ponies? Oh, I love it. I really. Love it been there for a while you know what i mean they're they're a little how far much are you how much are you wagering on a, on a race what are you doing depends. it depends you know you got a trifecta you know what i mean you got to pick three I, of the horses. I don't know what do you mean you got to so, pick first second third yeah so what is i i mean with my bets i like to pick uh you're just going for the the home run yeah, you're trying to well, get it yeah, if you got, i mean the trifecta kind of wins you more money if you do and super effect and all that stuff so what you got to do is if you want to bet $24, you pick four horses and you box them, things like that, right? So What does that mean, them, box them? Well, because what you, if you don't box them, if you put in, uh, I don't know, like say you pick two, three, four, right, or five, right, all those numbers, and you don't box it, well, it has to come in that order. If you box it, any number can come in any place. So <laughs> so it's basically like picking the top four scorers on a hockey team. Yeah, you don't have to – you just have to pick who's going to be in the top four. You don't have to position them. No, you don't have to position because then if you box them, they could come in any any way, right? But fucking yeah, I love picking the fucking long dogs, man. They pay so. Well, I, mean, yeah. I guess I guess uh, that'll get into uh, where and what are you doing now, eh? The underdogs, yeah. the yeah. underdog elite training, folks. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Elite Training in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Sweet. What is that? Right there, buddy. What, are we, what all are we doing? Nice hat, man. 
Yeah, not bad, eh? Yeah. I might have to ship you out one. Yeah, hey, I'll wear it with pride, buddy. I'll <laughs> ship you one of these suckers. Yeah, 100%. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a company that we just started up, uh, really small here in uh, Edmonton, me. Uh... Well, hey, yeah, before you say, you send me a picture for your poster and uh, my former goalie, Kevin Nastyuk, is on yeah. the picture. Yeah, damn right he is. Yeah, he, he's helping out with our goalies and things like that. So, yeah, he's uh, he's part of our thing. Uh, my, the three owners are myself, uh, a guy named uh, Doug Yalkenberg, and my other buddy, Matt Hage. So we, we came together. We, uh, last summer's me and my buddy Matt always ran a, like a summer camp that on ice, off ice stuff, working with skills, conditioning, all that good stuff, right? And making these guys get ready. They got all Jocko, you're, you're teaching kids about conditioning, huh? Uh, trying to, you know, I, I mean, I've gotten better. Who, my who, who was coaching you back in our day? <laughs> well, myself, man, don't you see my six pack? Like, come on. Fuck. Do you have one right now? No, hell no. Fuck. I, I mean, I think when you showed up from Edinburgh, you were in worse shape than me. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. There's too much. Yeah. Definitely too much beer. And then uh, coming to Germany didn't help. Right. So yeah, fuck. they have good, <laughs> good beer in both places. Right. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, underdog is just all about uh, giving back to the kids, uh, any age groups like that, and just working with so, them. So, are you doing it year round then? Yeah, we just started. Like I said, we just started this company up, and uh, yeah, we're we're looking to get into uh, different organizations, working with kids, different tiers, levels, things like that. It doesn't matter, right? And you've been coaching kids for a long time too. I remember you were coaching AAA in the summers when we were playing in Germany. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, with my cousin. Yeah, I was playing in Italy, actually. We were coaching some uh, all-star teams in the summertime, so having a good time traveling uh, traveling to Vegas and all that and <laughs> having, a, having a heyday with the parents, for sure. That was uh, that was fun. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time doing that. And then, uh, yeah, once retired. You always I, had a passion for coaching the kids and helping them out, eh? 100%. I love giving back. I think it's uh, a key part of, uh, I mean, how I grew up too, right? So, yeah. Uh, my father giving, I mean, helped me back and helping all my buddies and a lot of kids moving on just because, because uh, I've seen that, right? So giving back, yeah, I love doing it. And, uh, you know, they love to listen to all the stories, just like how well, we're sitting here bullshitting all the time. So it's, uh, they give it back to these guys. They love, they just chuckle and uh, yeah, they hope, hope one day they can get themselves there too. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun coaching, man. I'm doing it now too. I'm coaching under 11 team. I actually just got back from a big win. We won five, nothing in game four of the playoffs. So, yeah nice. so i love it man seeing them oh. improve and get better and then seeing them just love hockey more right and then yeah. they because they're becoming like brothers and best friends and like i get to watch it through the season and like yeah. man it's fun stuff <laughs> oh 100 i don't disagree with you it's it's unbelievable to see like you said the the progress with these guys you know what i mean like the steps they take through the whole year where a lot of guys are starting here and uh, I mean, working with them and they just, they're up here now, you know what I mean? You're just, yeah. So you're, you're, you're doing skills on and off the ice and then you're also doing conditioning and what kind of like, almost like a life uh, coach when it comes to uh, hockey hitting, or no? What's that? Sorry. Like, is there mental stuff and like you're teaching them about what to eat and all that crap? Uh, well, we're getting into that too. We're slowly, like I said, bringing that in, but right now we're more just, uh, the on ice off ice type stuff, like workout type situations. Like, uh, like I said, working on the skills off ice, working yeah. on their conditioning, working on their strength and all that. We have a, a strength and conditioning girl that comes out and actually does that. So it's not me that's actually doing that. So <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> so she's, that's her bread and butter, which is good. That's but why that's, I try not to be the conditioning coach. Cause I think they'd see uh, right through me. Cause I hated yeah, that exactly, shit. Right? <laughs> exactly. So 
And then we yeah, we put on hitting clinics for younger kids, teach them how to properly hit with their shoulders and not their hands. And, and get hit. Yeah, and take a hit. Exactly. Yeah, that's the biggest ones that we've noticed a lot, right? It's not like working with skills, but these young kids just don't know how to hit nowadays. And they oh. roughing penalties, and that's all you see is refs this, give the head contact. <laughs> I, just, went, I went and watched the silver stick in town, where it was the age group that just starts hitting, man. And yeah. some of the body checks I saw were insane and they think it's better that they're not hitting until they're like like they're like they're grown up and they start hitting and they have no idea what they're doing and these kids were skating around with their head down and i saw like a dozen kids get absolutely blown up it was wild well for sure right because like you said i I, in my opinion i don't know like i find that uh, hockey canada's got to change that rule and I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. I think a lot of people have that opinion to yeah. start teaching these kids at a younger age. Well, they like, could, I really think you could start it right from the start that they could be rubbing each other yeah, out. Right. Well, you, you and then they learn to use their body in the correct way. These guys yeah, at that you, tournament were, it was insane. They'd pick up the puck head down and oh, just yeah. get blown up. Yeah. Because like you said, I, I know uh, noticing in like Germany and Europe and all those places, right. Like even England, they teach your kids right from like when they like are small, the, the kind of angle and kind of bump into the boards properly and take a hit. Like right, they teach yeah. them that stuff. And it's like in, in Canada, we wait too long. And I think that's why injuries are so much and all this stuff, because these kids' bodies aren't used to kind of getting bumped around like that. And, you know, to, to start hitting, hitting in the, it was called Bantam hockey, but now U15 hockey, that's when they first started. It's like, well, when we played, it was peewee hockey. You know what I mean? We were body checking. It's yeah. it sort of like older, but I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, that it's, it doesn't really change. I think when, once they start, if you don't know what you're doing, they're still going to be the big guys and the small guys and people 100%. are just, you know, it doesn't matter when you start, you may as well learn <laughs> early. I think. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Cause the kids that even in my under 11, that know how to use their body and drop a shoulder and like, you know, yeah. they're ahead of the game. Okay. Anyways, um, you're coaching though. You're a head coach of an under 16 triple A team. That's correct. Yep. So what team's that? Who are you coaching? Uh, this year we were with a team called uh, the pack saints. So it's, uh, it's a little place just outside of Edmonton, uh, Spruce Grove area, I guess. Uh, and and I guess out about, they got their certain area that they got to pick from. So, uh, but yeah, it's all kids mixed in um uh, from like i said white court alberta and all this stuff so we get a lot of areas to pick from uh, a lot of not normal kids that like i said from from that are area. you guys done the season Is uh, your... we got two more games left two more games left yeah that, so. that's it and that'll be the season for us yeah we unfortunately uh didn't make the, we won't be making the playoffs this year so okay. uh, it was a learning curve things like that but uh i really enjoyed it had fun with these kids like i said uh making them better progressing um, it, I find it was a, a tough year for these kids just due to the fact from uh, the year before, you know, not playing, right? Yeah. Taking oh, that yeah. year off really put a lot of these kids back. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, it's not fair to them, in my opinion. Uh, they're just getting back in the groove. And, you know, I mean, it, I mean, they play a full season this year, which is good for them. Keep moving on, right? Yeah. So, yeah. No, had, it's... Had, a, had a hell of a time, had some fun with them. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, moving on for uh, next year uh, for hockey again. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like you got a lot of hockey going on in your life with the underdog training, the coaching and research team found you're a scout for an AJHL team. Yeah. I, uh, I help out a little bit with the, the Grand Prairie uh, Storm, the Virta Junior Hockey League. So, uh, so what do you want to watch? Like Bantam games? 
Yeah, you watch everything. Bantam, uh, my 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 division, uh, the U16, uh, U18 division, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's like I said, when they're around the rinks, I usually pop in a little bit, have a look, and uh, watch what kind of players. I mean, that uh, the organization. Well, it would be hard if you're coaching the under-16s to no, you, that's you pretty, play a team. You're going to know exactly which exactly. kids are which. Yeah, exactly. So, but with, with all that stuff, like I said, I try to help them as much as I can, but so busy with, like I said, with everything going on. The guy that helps uh, run the underdog thing as well, uh, Doug. He's a he's a scout as well with the team, so he he's got a little bit more things going on too. But uh, yeah, he kind of sends. I'll send him stuff, and then he'll send it up to GP for me. So <laughs> I gotcha. Okay, yeah, and so. you also have your own kids, right? Yeah, I got one uh, one boy. Yeah, one boy. Exactly. How old? He's six. Six, eh? What's his six name? Years. His name is Lucas. Where was he born? He was born in Kaufborn, Germany. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 That's where he's from. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Okay. Gonna, got the dual citizenship. <laughs> Does he speak German? Uh, not so much. No, he doesn't really speak. But when his mother yells at him in German, uh, she def- <laughs> he definitely understands fucking uh, what she said. So. <laughs> All right. So getting into this. So you grew up in Edmonton. How'd you get into hockey? I uh, started, uh, obviously, like I said, three years old skating. My pops got me on skates and just, uh, yeah, kind of put me out on the ice. Uh, yeah, I started just wheeling around, working on things. Took it like from that. there, eh? Yeah, basically just took off from there, fucking uh, lots of power skating. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, hockey was just a knack for me that uh, understanding the game well and having uh, to be and being a good skater right away. My, uh, I guess my, I found out later on that my, where I had uh, my good skating speed, I guess, came from my fucking grandma, my mom's uh, mom. She was a speed skater. So <laughs> is that right? So yeah, a small world of, uh, I mean, understanding how to skate. Well, I guess it's, uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. <laughs> Genetics, you know? Yeah. So that's how it worked out. And then, yeah, it just kind of took me off from there. Like obviously you said, played minor hockey in Edmonton and then, uh, so you're from yep. Edmonton, grew up in Edmonton, minor hockey yep. at Edmonton, and then you get drafted to the medicine hat tigers. Yeah, the Western Hockey League there, yeah. And then uh, joined them as a 16-year-old. Uh, so you pretty... moved away from home at 16? Yes, sir. Was Fuck that? Me. Were you ready for that? Yeah, I was actually. Fuck, couldn't. Couldn't, couldn't wait, <laughs> eh? Nice couldn't to, wait nice to spread to, your wings. Nice to get away, I'll tell you that. Fuck it. <laughs> it was nice being at home, but always nice to, you know what I mean, get out there and... Uh, and, and, and live things, exactly get to get things going right live on your own a little bit uh live out of bar- uh, billets and all that but uh you know it was enjoyable five years with those guys uh well okay research team found some stuff here we're curious about okay yeah you, uh, you ran a muck there you were you weren't just good um you were really good you had 368 points in 310 games played did you know that I did, yeah, because okay. I have my little picture there. Fuck it. Oh, my did they give you jersey. a picture? Yeah, it tells me, it tells me what my jersey with my jersey in a frame. It tells me my goals assist. Did they give that to you? Yeah, so it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. What number were you? <laughs> Fourteen. Really? Eh? That's what my son's number is right now. Yeah. Fucking good number, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, your year two though. This is what I'm curious about. Okay, so you were 16 your first year. Your second year. You get 73 points in 70 games played. So that's as a 17-year-old, and you weren't drafted to the NHL? Yeah, I was uh, very shocked, like you said. I uh, I had the most goals on the team with 37, I think, that year, and 36 assists or something like that. But, yeah, I tied with two other guys. Was it your body type? Cabinet maker. Mayfield <laughs> Brewing Company. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, it was fucking great. I, I couldn't believe it. Like you said, Waldo as well. Like uh, I was very shocked at it, but it was those times and times and days that uh, small guys or yeah, smaller players couldn't play the game. Right. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. We, I wasn't fucking afraid of the physicality, things like that. Was I a fighter? No, I never really fought, but you never was got I, pushed was, around. Was I going in the corners? Was I bulldozing guys? Yeah. I had no problem doing that. Like I was having fun, but I was always told by a lot of scouts and all that uh, it was too bad I wasn't at least 5'10", or with your points alone, you you would have been a fucking first-round draft pick, right? And I was like, well, I can't, you know, I mean, I can't grow. Fuck. Like, yeah. line. like, it is Man, what it is. Back, so you're an 83 the same as me. Back then, like, yeah. they, it really was, um, like, you, they wanted big guys. Yeah, it was a big man because they said that they, like I just said, you can't teach growing but you can teach skating. You can teach skills to a big guy, right? That's all it was about. And it, they, are, they always wanted to take on a couple projects every year, all the teams. 100%. Right? That's exactly what it was. And then uh, all of a sudden, Martin St. Louis took over and it opened the door for all those little guys, right? Wow, so, but then it was like Chara, he turns into what he turns into. And then they yeah. thought every every big lanky guy could end up being a player, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, very true. Yeah, so... Okay, I found that interesting. You so you must have been pretty frustrated then when guys probably with not even half the points you had are getting drafted. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't. God, like I said, got invited to come a couple camps, things like that. So enjoyed it. So okay, Um, but then by the end of your time there, where what's Medicine Hat like? Uh, It's a smaller town. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't remember what the population is, but it's not. It's not like small, small where it's only maybe a thousand people. It's it's you know fair size, fair yeah. size town. I mean, uh, I mean places good, that you good can, barn. Yeah, hundred percent awesome barn. I couldn't couldn't complain. It was called the the Smarty Box at the time when I first got there because it was all That's different. Oh um, yeah, it was it was sick. Yeah, it was uh, one of the loudest barns in the league, I think for sure. Especially when we uh, when we got going and got in the playoffs and yeah, it was uh, it was enjoyable enjoyable place. That that place is. Uh, Definitely a second home for me and uh, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, I can't complain about when so you, what, you're there five years, five years. Yeah. So, so your fifth year, you guys yeah. win it all. Yeah. And you lead the playoffs and scoring. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. But a couple names I got written down here from the research team. Okay. Yeah. Shed Levin legend. Stefan Meyer was on that team. Yeah, he sure was. Okay. Kevin Nastiuk as well. We Chuck was Denver, yeah. <laughs> I, I call him Kerbis Kopf. What? Kerbis Kopf? That's what, what? I called him. Pumpkinhead? Pumpkinhead, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had a gigantic head. <laughs> Fuck, he's fucking, yeah, with that big with flow of his, his on his head. It's the hair, yeah, the, the hair the too hair. doesn't make it look That'll smaller. Kerbis yeah. Kopf. <laughs> when are you coming to the shed, Kevin? <laughs> yeah um and clark MacArthur was on that tv is pretty good eh yeah clark he wasn't too bad of a player yeah he was definitely a guy that could fucking wheel and deal and score so yeah he was yeah. uh he was pretty damn good too yeah i remember when he came over was it krimit chow he played for during the long yeah, yeah 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 i remember yeah fucking chirping him a little bit yeah having a good time <laughs> yeah i remember when he played there when all those guys came over then the other guy that's a german legend is yannick seidenberg was on that yeah. team Fucking good old Yanni. Yeah, I ran into him a couple times at uh, uh, where was it? Fucking in Munich there, Oktoberfest. Oh yeah, that one <laughs> yeah, time that is, eh? Oh, that's a great time that place is. Fuck. Did Can't you bathe yourself when you went there? Well, of course, 
Don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. My wife picked me up one time from there, fuck, when we were in Cockburn, pregnant and everything at the train station. I had fucking two dooners in my hand, fucking my face is all black and all, yeah, fucking rolling down hills. Oh, it was a great time. (laughs) Two donors, double fisted. Fuck, yeah, I do Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah, that's good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting, like, when you play junior or whatever with people and then you see their pro careers compared to your pro careers and, like, Yep. Yannick Seidenberg, well, he's a DL, like, on the big dog teams his whole career, right? And then yep. Clark MacArthur's making millions in the show, yep. right? Stefan Meyer played in the show, beauty. Yep. And um, you led the team in scoring. You had the most points in the playoffs. You guys won the championship. Yeah, the fuck. And, but uh, you know what? Like I said, I always uh, I always cheer on all the boys. It doesn't matter who would end, whoever ended up anywhere, right? Fucking making everybody. Million. Yeah, everybody did well, does no the one, best no they one. can. That that the thing is, no one changed the way they act and things like that, which is awesome. You know, what I mean, they're all great guys. You know, what I mean, and there's still a couple other guys that you know, what I mean, you're missing too. Like, uh, you know, what I mean, Cam Barker. Cam Barker played for fucking, you know, I mean, Chicago Blackhawks and all these teams. Fucking, great he's had quite the squad, eh? Great defenseman. Uh, another guy, Darren Reed. Fucking Steve Rieger. He played for the New York Islanders. Darren Reed, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. Like, yeah, we had a squad to be messing with. That's for sure. So, uh, so who'd you was, beat in the finals? Uh, we beat Everett Silvertips, fucking four games straight. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even close, eh? Well, I was. They were supposed to be. It was supposed to be the offensive team, which is us versus the best defensive team in the league, and we. I guess we took care of them. So <laughs> right. So then, how'd you do with the Memorial Cup? Uh the Memorial Cup was a funny story. Fucking in Kelowna, we get there, and there's a lot of things going against fucking our team, especially because Kelowna is obviously. Are, are a little bit of a rival to in Western Hockey League, and these fucking guys, fucking, we get there, we get in our dress room, we would have put our stuff around and all that stuff in our room. You think, you know, Memorial Cup, it should be pretty good security and all this shit. Well, all of a sudden, nasty ex-goaltender helmet gets fucking stolen out of the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they no took head. the goalie's helmet? Yeah, they fuck, there's no helmet, no nothing. He comes to practice for, like, the pregame war. He's like, where the fuck's my helmet, man? Like no helmet, so we had to get him some fucking used helmet from somewhere. I don't even know. And then our sticks were asking like Sherwood. That's who our our, our team was with. And then, of course, they shit Sherwood sticks. Oh, they were pretty good sticks. I didn't mind them. Fuck. How are you guys good. a high scoring team with Sherwood oh, sticks? Don't worry about that, buddy. That's were they we wooden? We could work with whatever we wanted to, man. Fucking. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but yeah, these fuckers. They so they told us, yeah, Kelowna Rockets already accepted your sticks. So we go ask them where our sticks are. Sure enough, fucking these dinks are fucking opening our bags, checking our curves, and fucking having all the inside scoops on everything before we play them, right? In the round robin. But yeah, fuck, it was. They had was your a- bag open looking at your sticks. Oh, yeah. They were, yeah, they were checking our curves. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Fucking snakes. Do you know <laughs> that you're going to, for sure, you already have broken the f-bomb record in an episode? Well, that's great. That's the way I, it is. It's not even close. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> I can't believe they're doing that. That's dirty pool. You're not allowed to oh, do that. Very dirty you can't pool, be yeah. opening up people's stick bags. You no, get away you from should. the sticks. But yeah, you no, can walk was... by and look if they're sitting out, but you can't open up bags. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, our bags were definitely open. So yeah, That's but I got some sticks. It was okay. Like I said, we uh, round robin was all right. I think we finished up one and two, uh, and then made it to the semifinals, and then uh, yeah, lost to the. I think it was a Gatineau Olympic or something like that in the semifinals. So 
Uh, I think we lost by one goal too. So it was a, it was a close one to uh, get to the finals, but yeah, to end my career like that, you can't complain getting to the big dance, right? So well, you you got to win a championship too, right? The Memorial yeah. Cup's kind of an interesting thing because when you win those leagues, right? If you win the OHL, you should have a time, and that is a championship. But then you go to another tournament, then you could still end up losing your last game, which is a tough bounce. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's. A, I find, like I said, that it's it's strange that. I don't know. I, I mean, I, in my opinion, with that ruling and yeah, I mean, having a, a host team sometimes is kind of, I mean, they could lose out at any time. Right. And they just like Kelowna did, they lost out to the Everett Silvertips. And I'm like, well, they get a break now while well, everybody else has to battle those extra games. They're but then in the end, they, ended up, they ended up winning the Memorial Cup. Well, you know, in a way, I think the way the way it should be is whatever host you pick a host city team, Two teams that make it to the finals automatically go to the Memorial Cup. They deserve to, to have a chance of the big dance as well, right? They're not a host team like that. Like you host it, have a host city team, but earn your way there, right? So hey, sounds like you're a little sensitive about it. We'll move on, okay? Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Chaco, it's okay. It was a long time ago. Still pissed off that we lost. Hey, yeah. it's okay. Okay. That's, that's a long time yeah, ago. That is a long time ago. <laughs> okay. But during that time, and you're an 83, you're my age group. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't even close to the radar. I don't even think anybody knew who I was. I bet you I was an Elmira Sugar King at this point, but you <laughs> played for team Canada as in that for a 1983 birth in the under 18s. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Pretty big deck swinging at that point. eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't like I said. Uh, like to having... be one of the top players in Canada at your age group um, yeah. is quite impressive, eh? Yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was definitely an honor to play for for that uh, for that team. How'd well, you I find out? Play. How'd you find out that you made it? Uh the uh, yeah, I just got a phone call and uh, said that, like you said, that uh, you made the team and that you'll is be this joining the, the after the second year when you get the seventy three points in seventy games as a second year guy. I can't remember if it was that one or the, or the following year. It might have been that year, though, yeah. Because uh, I know, yeah, you, it was actually after that year. Yeah, it was, yeah. When you, you don't should... get drafted. So you go to that, you play yeah. for Canada, and you don't get drafted that year. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And uh, like I said, putting out, and then I tried, uh, then I went to, obviously, the World Juniors camp that was in Halifax when they were hosting. Uh, I went to the summer evaluation camps and did, uh, I thought I did pretty good there and all that stuff. They'll be, they said they'd be watching. And then my, my season was going well. Uh, then we played in the all-star game and it was certain, uh, ways I guess the Western, uh, hockey league, Ontario and Quebec, they all had two different divisions. So, uh, us in our, whatever the Eastern conference went to somewhere in Quebec to play and did well and i scored two goals in that game uh, was the mvp of the game so and that was just before they were about to make selections for like the tryouts for the final tryouts for world junior so and they were all there watching and things like that so i was like i thought maybe i'd have a good chance of maybe getting invited <laughs> and you <laughs> didn't like yeah i didn't get yeah i wasn't drafted or anything so yeah they most of the time world juniors is all about guys that are drafted right so, oh they're the first rounders yeah right? they're like basically so, the whole team um yeah. and if you're undrafted, that'd be tough to make it. But another guy that made that team canned under 18, that's my buddy from my hometown, Dennis Weidman. Oh, yeah. 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 And he only, he went like eighth round, and then Buffalo didn't even sign him. He signed as yeah. a free agent to end up making the show. Yeah. yeah. But he was a little D man, right? Yeah. He was small, but mobile. He could skate. 
you know, yeah. not at the end of his career. He was getting yeah. burned. I saw McDavid <laughs> skate by him a couple times. <laughs> Sorry, Wides. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he's great on a power play too. Um, yeah. But it's funny. I knew two of those guys on that team, Canada. Yeah. Okay. So after you run a muck for five years in the WHL, you're a champion, right? You're not yeah. on a bad team. You're putting up points on a winning championship team. What are your pro options then? Uh, my options that time were, uh, I mean, obviously your, your, your goal is always to make an NHL as a young guy. Right. And things like that. So, uh, once, once that was finished, like I said, during my junior career, I attended two camps, uh, the New York Rangers and the Dallas stars camp. And then, uh, had good feedback from those guys. And obviously, uh, right after that, uh, 20 year old year in the Memorial cup, I got a call from the Toronto Maple Leafs and a, a gentleman named Barry trap. He, he was with, uh, like I said, the, the team Canada team. And he always told me that he'd have, he'd always have an, uh, an eye out for me and always have my back and things like that. Cause he really enjoyed me as a player. And it was a funny thing. I was that day. I was actually on the golf course, uh, at a, at a golf tournament. And uh, all of a sudden my phone rang and yeah, sure enough, it was Barry. And he said, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, we, we want to sign you to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I was like, Fox, trying to <laughs> try to keep your emotions as you're trying to hit a golf ball at the same time. Right. And <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah, that was my my options. And once I once I basically signed with the with the Toronto team, uh, yeah, I so mean, then I got what was it full entry level three year deal? Yeah, it was a three year deal. Yeah, for a two way contract, uh, NHL AHL contract with them, and then uh, Did you get a little signing bonus. You get a little tickle. Yeah. yeah, we had a little signing bonus involved. Yeah, so can't complain. Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't too bad of a signing bonus. And so uh, you basically got a deal like you'd get if you would have been drafted. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like the drafted guys probably got a little bit more of a, probably a, the signing bonus reason as being, a, I mean, a restricted free agent or whatever, or un, undrafted player, I guess you can call it. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the bonus is still good, but obviously not like those top guys, right? Oh uh, yeah. No, yeah. Big, big ones, things like yeah. that, but you know, you, you can't complain about it. It was uh you know, oh, that's good that you got that as an undrafted guy. Cause yeah, you know what I mean? And, I didn't yeah. even realize all the rules like that. They're only allowed 50 contracts a year, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause then they filter down to their systems, right? They have so much guys on NHL contracts and then they filter them down obviously to the American and then American hockey leagues. They, there's some guys that just thought were on American hockey league contracts. So that's yeah, pretty, right. like you said, you, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And uh, basically so you sign the- there. So then you're going to the Toronto Maple Leafs training camp. Yep, exactly. Did you get all jacked up that summer, ready to rock? Yeah, it was uh, my the first year actually kind of sucked a little because it was the lockout year. <laughs> so, so in your way, first yeah. NHL camp and everything doesn't. Yeah, anyway, yeah, we just played. Uh, it was a rookie tournament. Uh, I played against uh, Steph. He was with Florida at that time, so we were actually in Montreal, and there was four teams. I can't remember the fourth team was, but. There was obviously Toronto, Montreal, Florida, and one other team that we were playing a little mini tournament in Montreal and things like that. So then, uh, yeah, but then after that was the St. John's Maple Leafs. And, uh, yeah, tried out for, obviously, the first year trying to make them. But all these NHL guys are getting sent down to the American Hockey League, so it was really That, that really league tough, was right? stacked so, that year, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I got sent down to the East Coast Hockey League down in uh, Pensacola, Florida. That was our East Coast, so can't couldn't complain about <laughs> So you got sent to Pensacola from where was the, the, was it St. John's was the John's uh, Newfoundland. Yeah. That was their last year that they were there. Yeah. 
Okay. So both places are pretty good, but to get sent yeah. to Pensacola. So that's where I had signed when I turn around on the way there and go to the airport and head to Germany, I was heading to Pensacola. And the reason <laughs> was I saw what it was looked like down there and you got to live like on a golf course. Did you live on a golf course? No, not the first year. Cause that was in a uh, hurricane Katrina hit. So actually when we went down there, we get, we weren't even staying there. We were staying in Biloxi, Mississippi. <laughs> Because we couldn't, our rink got flooded, so they had to clean up all that stuff. And uh, yeah, we were there for a while, living in a hotel room, and uh, yeah, enjoying. Uh, I guess enjoying. Life that would have been a mess down there at that time. Well, it was. Yeah, it was terrible because even even they got hit pretty good too, uh, Mrs. Biloxi and uh, all that good stuff. But yeah, so we started there, and then uh, we finally got back, like I said, into our place. Uh, that year, no guys were just spread out all over uh, Pensacola. And then uh, for that year, uh, usually pretty nice like, spot though, eh? Oh yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Can't complain about it. Like you said, it doesn't. Uh, maybe in January, February, or J- December in those ranges, I couldn't remember. It, it got a little bit, as they call, chilly for them. But <laughs> for us, we could still be in shorts, right? But uh-huh. uh, yeah, no, it was a good spot. Like you said, I can't complain. You know, you fuck come out of your rink, pardon my French again. Yeah. But you come out, to, you know, I mean, at your house or the rink, and you see palm trees. You know, I mean, you're enjoying like that's pretty sweet. You know, no, I'd, I'd have a hard time focusing. I think at home. Yeah. Hockey. So, but yeah, no, that was year. That year was okay. Like you said, it was the first year being pro, so going down there and playing. Uh, started you had off- forty-seven points in sixty-six games in the coast in the during the lockout. That's that's a hell of a season for a rookie, though. Yeah, not too bad, exactly. Uh, I mean, I I started off hot too, very hot. Did you find I, it hard transitioning to pro out of junior? Um, not so much. Like you said, it, I mean, it, it you have to adjust a little bit. Obviously, the speed's a little bit more. Um, but it was more always about the puck movement. That's what I found everywhere you went. It's just about moving the puck and for teaching any of these young kids nowadays, it's let the puck do the work and skate to a hole and get it back. Right. That's the biggest thing I could tell you. Uh, you know I mean? Like, and that's what I learned up there. I learned how to, you know what I mean? Uh, Play, play without the puck. That's basically it. I found in pro, I had a couple months where it took me some time to adjust. Like when I got down the coast, like, people were positionally much better than like in college where we were just skating around oh, like donkeys. 100%. Right. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And every stick positionings oh, 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 are in yeah. the right spot and they're not just trying to yeah. kill you. It, yeah. yeah. It was definitely oh. an adjustment, different game. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, it was, like I said, it was definitely adjustment, but uh, at the beginning I did, I adjusted quite well. I, uh, I mean, I was playing with some uh, pretty good players like uh, Jordan Kristanovic. He played in the NHL for it. He was there. Um, you know I mean, I played with, and he, I mean, I scored, that year I started off the season. I scored the first goal for the team that year. So yeah, they gave me a pocket mountain and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. So pretty cool. Good to get and, off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think it was, I can't, I can't remember how many games we were in the season, but all of a sudden uh, the, the coach told me that I was getting called up right away early in the season to, to St. John's uh, the Maple Leafs. And the first actually game was here in Edmonton against Edmonton Roadrunners. So I actually got to come back home and play in front of my family and friends, which was uh, for a two-game series, which was pretty cool. So, can't that, that, yeah, that would have been a pretty nice moment. Um, yeah. Did you get any ice time when you got called up? Yeah, I got a little bit of ice time. Obviously, when you get called up, you're more the the fourth line type guy. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, played hard, things like that, and I I think I ran somebody pretty hard, and I got a penalty. So at least I got myself on the videotron that way. <laughs> 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 my name got announced so yeah i was pretty happy with big smiles in the penalty box and yeah so you did get some ahl games that first year then 
Yeah, yeah. I think I got. Uh, I think only. F- I I think it was four games that year. Well, it would have been played- tough during the lockout. Yeah. Um, so. But then the next year, then so then the NHL's back, and then yeah. you go to like the full NHL camp. For oh the- yeah, 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 that was cool. Yeah, the NHL camp was going on. Uh, attended it, obviously. You know what I mean? Uh, chances of making it are tough, like anybody, right? You, you go and give her your best. Uh, then I got uh, I got hurt a little bit. I think in the American Hockey League uh, training camp a little bit. I hurt my growing or something like that. So, but I got healed up and I was uh, ready to go for the opener. So I actually started with the Toronto Marlies that year. So when they moved there and uh, yeah, I played. Uh, I played. I think I, right at the beginning, I played the first four games. I actually was doing quite well. Three game, three points in four games. I had. Um, and then I got, yeah, they, I don't know. They kind of told me that it wasn't good enough, I guess. And they sent me down to the East coast hockey league. Um, it is what it is, right? It's and, weird, man. North American pro is a very weird game. Cause yeah, like, so, even if you're playing good, if it has to do with some other guy's contract, that's getting sent down and yeah. it's just a numbers game that then pushes you out. Exactly. It's, it, yeah. It's weird. Once they like decide where you're at in their yeah. order. Right. Exactly. So that's, yeah, that could have been what it was and things like that. And uh, yeah, so like I said, got sent down and uh, whatever, took it in stride. Uh, I went down and played in Pensacola. That year was, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the team down there wasn't very str- as strong, I guess, as the year before. So it was, uh, you know what I mean? But uh, that year, actually, I, it wasn't that bad because when we got down there, my my first place, actually, I was living right on the beach. So <laughs> So come out, uh, yeah. My condo was right there, and uh, right on Pensacola Beach. And uh, well, the yeah. last guy that was on, the guy uh, Shar- Sharpie that yeah. you played with and beating yeah. him, yeah. when he won in the coast, he slept on Pensacola Beach. He slept yeah. on the beach that night. He won it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> small world, oh, yeah. eh? <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was fun time. Like I said, uh, living on the beach, things like that, and then. Uh, yeah, How many, and then you did play uh, what twenty games in the A that year. So you were up and down a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I played uh, like you mentioned. I played twenty games that year, up and down. I think I was up there, like I said, in especially February time. The, the deadline comes obviously March all the time for everybody. Um, yeah, I played. It was a weird situation. Like I felt. Uh, I mean, I played two games at the beginning of February. And then, uh, you know I mean, I worked my butt off all the time and just, just, I always, I didn't complain. I just worked, 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 but it was like every weekend they would tell me, yeah, you're going to dress for warmups. And then they would tell me after if I'm playing, no, no, you're on the bike now for 500 calorie bike rides. I did four 500 calorie bike rides in the month of February. I was like, I asked the trainer, I'm like, man, am I like here for tour de France or am I here to play hockey? Right. I'm like, well, that was the same thing when I got to the AHL, man, I hated it. What a mental pretzel it is when you go out for a game and you're trying to be prepared, but all you want to know is if they put the Jersey in the stall, why couldn't (laughs) they tell me that before I went out for warmup? Did they really have to wait until warmup to decide I wasn't playing? Well, that's the thing, right? And you're heartbreaking. You walk in and then the Jersey's not there. Grow yeah. the fuck up. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's the problem. Like I like, you know, they don't Talk tell to you the guy like a man in the morning and say, Hey, yeah, bud, you're not I gonna agree. play tonight. Like well, nothing's gonna take... change from here till then. Like, yeah, but you take pregame skate. I mean, you take yeah, pregame skate in the morning, then you know, I mean when you're called up, you're always living in a hotel, right? Like they put you yeah. in a hotel. Oh yeah. Well, you're spending your own money too. You're not sp- I mean, you're not getting a perdium or anything to go eat. So let's be honest, you're going to buy a nice meal for yourself to get yourself ready to play. 
well, you know, I mean, if I didn't know what I was playing, I would just go to Subway and buy a sub <laughs> or something, you know, like, <laughs> so I go spend a good dollar, a good penny on eating good and all that. Go to the rink, take warm up. It's like, okay, get on the bike now. It's like, oh, I'm like, come on, man. Like, well, it's like you prepare all day and you think you're playing, and then it's 100%. like, then it's How like, you, you, they just they just deflate the tires on you. And you're like, really? <laughs> I'll go, I'll go work out then. While they play hockey, cool. Yeah, that sounds oh, yeah. fun. I love working like, out. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was awesome. I, I like. I loved. Uh, I loved being up there. The coach that year was uh, Paul Maurice, great, great human being, great coach. Like he, like the when he sent when they had to send me down to uh, like you just mentioned to uh, at the at the deadline they had to send me a down back down to East Coast Hockey League. Uh, conversation we had. In the, he's like, I mean, I wish I could keep you here because you're you got big heart and you work hard. Like big heart, you work hard. You got a lot of skill. You can play here. But it's not coming from me. It's actually like you mentioned coming from someone above me, and I don't have the power to keep you here, right? And I was like, oh, that's understandable, right? So, and that's what happens, yeah. Exactly. So, but my my highlight, uh, my highlight with the Toronto Maple Leafs would be in my third year, of my contract uh, going into training camp. Uh, I actually got the chance to room with Eric Lindros, so that's my highlight. Uh, Your my roommate mile. at training camp roommate was Eric at Lindros. Camp. Eric Lindros was my roommate. <laughs> Really, this guy, this guy was a beauty. He was like everybody talks about what kind of per- person this guy was when he was Philly. No way, this guy, this guy is a beauty. Like awesome, he was treating me like I was the guy making millions of dollars, and he was the amateur guy. Like just the way he he presented himself, he was aw- like just a just a great human being. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I wouldn't have guessed they'd put Eric Lindros with like a guy that's yeah. in the in between the coast and the a right i don't yeah, know how they decide those things sometimes yeah me either but yeah it was pretty cool like i said we uh we were roommates and because he uh, was like already like he'd be a hall of famer wouldn't he very much yeah 100 percent. yeah i think so I, I think soon enough you'll get his name in there if he's uh, not in there yeah i don't know i don't keep track of all that okay so <laughs> <laughs> year three though of that uh that deal the east coast team is not in pensacola you're in the Columbia Inferno, and that's yeah. a nice place to live, eh? Well, yeah, in a way, because the college is there, so it's I can't complain about that. Like, so when when the team, what was are you, get- what's wrong with it? I went there to play them, and I'm like, look at this. Wow. I, I was in Dayton, Ohio. What do you like yeah. Daytona like, Beach? Like the, the the city, the city alone is a great place. Don't get me wrong. They got the college going on, the Gamecocks, right, and all that stuff. Awesome place. Like, yeah, I mean, you could go and have a good time. Go have a couple of drinks, or even like you get a night off. You go and you know, like we usually do, go party a little bit and have a good night, have fun. Let your hair uh, down. Navigator Lieutenant Mayfield Bird yeah. Company. <laughs> get this guy. Hasn't changed. Eh? I like it. I like it. But <laughs> was yeah, I know uh, <laughs> the rink. The rink was terrible. It was an old basketball place. It sounded like a giant bowling alley when you'd skate on the ice because it was so hollow. They had sand underneath it or something like that. But yeah, I just. I don't know that that year was just for me. I don't know that uh, that was a point of, I mean, uh, that I, after that season, I don't, I didn't even know if I wanted to play hockey to be honest with you, because that place kind of ruined me for hockey. It was a Wasn't terrible a good feeling. Year. No, it was a terrible feeling when you, you know, I mean, you get called up to the AHL hockey team and you you get a chance to play third line or fourth line, but you get to play power play, sometimes play penalty kill for those guys. And then when you get sent down to the East Coast team, the coach comes to you and tells you, well, you're not even in the lineup, and but you're not good enough to play in the power player penalty kill for our team here. I was like, well, 
this makes no sense. This is like ridiculous. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I mean, it was frustrating. Some, some of the stuff that happens, man, between the HL, the East coast, like there'd be, there were guys in Dayton on our team. And like, yeah. I knew how frustrated and upset they were. They were kids on three year yeah. entry level deals. Right. And then yeah. like other guys that were East coast contracts were playing first line. And it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is interesting, all the stuff that goes on. But a yeah, um, sure. couple guys that were on that team, Tyson Marsh. Yeah, Marshy. Yeah, yeah, played with him at Cardiff. He was my captain. We did yeah. our NBAs together. Yeah. And then uh, Mike Jarmuth and Lucas Drake, Western Michigan Broncos. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember those guys, yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy was some, he's one dandy. <laughs> he lives around the corner from here. Nice. Yeah. I haven't seen him forever though. He's about maybe an hour <laughs> away, the corner, but I haven't well, like an him. hour away, but like, I don't see him ever yeah, just like everybody sure. else. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, okay. So then after that year, it, oh, I guess it didn't go well. You didn't know what you wanted to do. So how do you, you end up signing with the Stockton Thunder? Yeah. Well, my, uh, like you said, my agent, my agent started looking around. I, like I said, I still wanted to play hockey, things like that. And then uh, that's when the Oilers got their How farm How old team. are you? You're young still. Yeah, I think it was 23 or 24 at that time, I think. Somewhere in that range. Yeah, like uh, I, I'm like, not even starting pro yet, right? And like you are yeah. already done a three-year entry-level deal and we're the same age. Yeah, no doubt. And then, uh, yeah, so yeah, I got there and uh, signed an East Coast Hockey League deal. I was pumped, actually. I was like, here, here's maybe a fresh start uh good opportunity things like that and uh the coach was really really excited to have me there and uh all that stuff and i like i said i did well did well during training camp did well during the preseason all that stuff and then once uh once the weather started setting guys down <laughs> you started it, seeing what's happening and you're like yeah, it started oh, pushing guys out right yeah, oh, so yeah. right so the coach is like he started panicking a little bit like oh shit so he's like i'm gonna have to release you because and my cousin at that time, Kevin St. Jockey, I mean, like he was playing in Bakersfield. So he called, he knew the coach and he's like, just put him on uh, IR or whatever it is there and things like that. Keep him because he's a good player. And But yeah, it ended up, like I said, I was there for a short period of time. I enjoyed it, like I said. And uh, so then you I, caught on with the Victoria Salmon Kings. Yeah. Yeah. I got on there because I, like I said, I, uh, I was playing with uh, Kristanovich, Jordan Kristanovich. Uh, you know what I mean? In uh, Pensacola. And that's where he ended up in, uh, in up there in uh, so Victoria. So he puts in a good word for you and says, yeah, I he talked with to this me. guy. Yeah, so they were always asking, they see my name on the wire and they, and, and Mark Morrison there, the coach, he knew my cousin, Kevin. So he, he called my cousin to ask, you know, I mean, ask about myself too. Cause I was actually down visiting him cause I didn't know what to do yet. And, uh, yeah, I took the phone call after that. He called me and said, uh, you know, we'd like you to come play for, uh, I mean, we'll pick you up off the waivers. I said, yeah, hell yeah. So, yeah, I basically was visiting down there for a couple of days. My cousin got the call and made my way up to Victoria. And, uh, yeah, I ended up playing there for two years. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I love the place. Victoria was, a, 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 I mean, a really cool place. I've and, never been out there. It's, it's yeah, pretty it's, nice, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome, man. The, the weather's always nice, uh, things like that. Like, my, uh, you know, I mean, my two years I was there. The second year I got to live on a, a Bear Mountain, it's called. So Bear Mountain's where the big golf course is up there and all that. And, the big uh, Richie Rich people live, and yeah, and I was, you were up was, there with the Richie Rich folks. Yeah, well, we were living in the guy that that uh, is from there. He was playing in the NHL, I think, for Anaheim at that time. We were the team was renting his apartment from him, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty cool. That's we're a good setup. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, can't complain. So. Um, what's what's the rink like out there? Do they get fans? 
Oh yeah, they got great fans. It's actually, uh, I think the, I think it's about a seven thousand seater arena. Uh, it's a one one bowl, but they got uh, what do you call it? Their um, uh, boxes and all that stuff too. Yeah. So yeah, it's a nice little rink. It's exactly like the, if you know the Kelowna Rockets rink. If you ever seen pictures of that, uh, it's the same builder, same guys that own it, things like that. So, uh, but the fans were great, and uh, you know what I mean. Now, now, so I your first fun. year there when you left Stockton and end up with Victoria, you played eleven playoff games. So you guys were a pretty good team then. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were pretty depth. Like I said, uh, I think we got to the second round in that year and uh, lost out. But uh, yeah, we had some guys. Like I said, we had some good players on that team, and uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. Like I said, I can't complain. Yeah. So then, yeah, your next year, then you put up really good numbers again. The coast. That's year five of pro. Sixty points in seventy games played, eh? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I had a really good year that year. I thought. Yeah, I mean, if I came in. Uh, yeah, I mean, push myself in the summertime to uh, get uh, get ready for that year. Uh, I mean, in which I did. I had a really good year, and then uh, my goal was either to see if I could sign on with a obviously get or get called up again, or sign another uh, maybe an American Hockey League deal. But nothing panned out in North America, and uh, I mean, I got to a point where I was like you said, I was 25 years old, and I said uh, time to move on, and I think go we'll make a make a career in Europe. So yeah. So that, uh, how does that happen then? So. After, yeah, and you're right. That's where we all get to, right? You get to an age and you're like, I'm, I'm in the East coast. And that's really, once you get to a certain age, yeah, it, you know, you're like, okay, it's time to look elsewhere. But how do you end up with the, when well, like the Tilburg trappers of the Netherlands league, the Dutch league? Uh, well, my agent at the time, uh, he, like I said, he had contacts over in Europe and uh, yeah, there was an opportunity uh, The coach there actually coached my cousin in Bakersfield and uh yeah they were looking so there's for, a connection there yeah exactly a little bit right so he knew my cousin and they were looking for players and then uh yeah my name obviously came up and yeah they gave me an opportunity to come there so right away yeah i was like yeah you let's had get this. 60 points and 70 east coast games so you would have had to have had some options right or did they pay no, decent the money thing is, no the funny thing is i didn't really have many options i think i don't know if i was because i couldn't remember if i was waiting waiting for more opportunity from somewhere else or not. But then this one was kind of the last resort. So I said, yeah, I'll just get over there and have some fun with it and make a name. And yeah, like you mentioned, I, I did pretty good in, in Holland there. So. Yeah. You, uh, you did all right in uh, the Dutch league, uh, yeah. 50 goals and 45 games played. Eh? Yeah. Fif- that's 50 and 50 folks. Not many people <laughs> do that. <laughs> I, I was, uh, to, to be honest with you, I don't know how I did it. I'll be, <laughs> It's a shock for me too, but I just uh, goal. So you had over a goal a game. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I had a good. Uh, I had a good uh, line pairing. Let's be honest. Uh, a guy from actually Ontario, I think maybe I don't even know Daryl Bat. His name is good. Uh, good line mate to have. Uh, he would call Batman. Good skilled player that could get you the puck and things like that. And uh, we played with another Dutch national player guy. He was on our line. So, uh, but yeah, it was a good line and. Uh, so what's yeah, that? What's that league like? What's like? Are is it a lot of imports or is it just a couple per team? Yeah, there was. I think in the Dutch league, I think you can have. I think we had. What do we have? I think eight. I think we had eight. It's almost like the DL. I think kind of similar to that when they had like eight imports. Or so whatever. if they want to pay for that many, they can. But it's oh yeah, the top teams. Yeah, if they have the money, if they have the money, yeah, definitely they could pay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's a lot of goals you put up, sir. 99 yeah. points, though. You couldn't mix in that next one, eh? To get no, I was trying to, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so is your team good, though? You guys had to have been good. Yeah, we were We were always at the – basically battling with a place called Nijmegen. So Nijmegen Devils. And uh, it was always between us and them, always winning the – Winning the, I guess the the top of the division and winning the championship. So, so did you guys lose to them that year? Yeah, we lost them in the championship game. Yeah, so yeah, it went down right to it's the. It's only wire. one game. No, I think it was a best of uh, five, and the first team to get the three or something like that. And they, I think they beat us in game five. So, oh, yeah, was, that sucks. Yeah, it was it sucked, but you know, I mean, they like I said, they had, they had a pretty good team, and uh, I mean, we had fun. We, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. As as long as you battle the best you can. <laughs> so then from there, how do you get to the Edinburgh Capitals? Edinburgh. Uh, well, at that time, I, like I said, I was, uh, I mean, there was a guy that played actually with Tilburg and then ended up in Italy. Uh, kind of same situation. He had good points from Tilburg. And I thought maybe I could hold out a little bit longer. My cousin was already, I think, in Italy. So he was trying to get me to, to his team as well. So in a way, I was holding out to, uh, like I said, uh, like I said, try to make it negotiate a good contract and make some money while you're going over there. And uh, yeah, stuff just didn't some, some stuff didn't pan out. And then uh, yeah, England popped up and I was like, ah, I'll go try it there. Why not? You know what I mean? Like I said, it's well, uh, Scotland, right? <laughs> it's Scotland, but it's in the English. Yeah. League. And, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know what I mean? Gets me, I got over there and fuck. I did. Well, really you good. ran a muck 49 points, in 28 games. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, Did yeah, you back I was, check? I tried to, but yeah, Did no, you? it's uh, it was a it was <laughs> forty nine <laughs> points in twenty eight <laughs> games played. Yeah, no, it's uh, I I did I did really well, like I said, but that's that's what happens when you're in Europe and you're on the ice nonstop, pretty much, right? Like, yeah, they, these goals they, happen. <laughs> yeah, they didn't stop very much, so that's uh, yeah, and I, dude, like that's I said, a lot of points, man. Yeah. Like, I saw it was you and another guy, Adam Taylor. He had 45 points in 31 games. Yeah, we started playing on the same line together and all that stuff. And that's where we started clicking. And, uh, and, and did we he played... leave too? Because he only played 31 games. Yeah, yeah, he left as well. And then we played with another guy, Nicholas Fanto too, his name was. So that was basically our line. And we just, uh, yeah, we ran with it. And, yeah, we were scoring shorthanded. We were scoring power play five on five. Like, we were just, yeah, we were it, – things that we were touching was just going to the net. So – were you guys, uh, was your team any good? Uh, not really. No, we were, we were, were more than two points a game. You got to be half decent. No, <laughs> um, not really. W like we were like, we were okay. Don't get me wrong. We had a good goaltender is uh, named Scott Reed. He's actually married to uh, Megan Mickelson the, the, that played for team Canada and the female team there. So, oh, okay. Uh, so he was our goalie. And uh, yeah, like I said, we, we didn't have a bad team. Don't get me wrong. Um, just, uh, I mean, you had the other stronger teams like, uh, you know, Nottingham and Sheffield and all those guys. Right. So, yeah. So you were there for 28 games. So, but that's a nice city. eh? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. We, uh, we, me, there was me and two other guys moved into a different apartment. Uh, from my window, I could see the castle. So like, you know, I mean, any day that the sunshine popped up, it's so beautiful to just, you know, there, there's the big castle on the hill. Right. So, yeah. But overall, the city was awesome. Had a great time. And were uh, you playing for a player coach? Probably. Uh, it was. Uh, what was his name? Uh, the guy that played for uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. His brother is. His last name is Gratton. 
So I think now he's oh. coaching in Denmark, maybe. Is I'm it not Brad sure. Gratton. Brad Gratton. Yeah, Brad Gratton. Chris Gratton's the other one. Chris Gratton's the guy that played in the NHL, and that's his brother Brad, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I think I know. Yeah. Those so that's names. the guy. That was our coach, and then uh, after that, yeah, it was just. I think he got fired or something like that. And then, uh, yeah, we had like the assistant coach kind of come in and just kind of take over and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, yeah, then you realize you're just trying to pinch pennies and it's like, Oh, I better get out of yeah. here. So I keep getting paid. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least I, at least I got 49 points in 28 games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember when we were signing you cause I was in beating and it was yeah. one of the years we were struggling and I had been there when we were the top of the league, we had a budget. And then it all tanked and then we weren't good. And when they were bringing in a guy in the middle of the season and like investing in the team, I was like, thank you. Like, here we go. We're trying yeah. to be good again. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so you switched to beating halfway through. So that would have been Danny held that brought you over. Yeah, that would be Danny. Yeah. That, yeah that's he correct. was a beauty. Yeah. Good old Danny. Yeah, for sure. He was. Yeah. Um, I, he passed away there. At, yeah. So that sucks. Yeah. Um, anyways, what a beauty. So when you get over there, then it was the year, what is it with, uh, the, the two French imports to me? It was it with, yeah, it was, with uh, is it Laton dress uh, and Slager. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. Yourself. And, and then uh, a couple Kudelka's a Czech d-man right on the team david, yeah david kadelka yeah and i remember him because like i said he played with my cousin in bakersfield so i knew him a little bit uh things like that so but yeah no it was like you said there was i think i was that was the time when you have five imports and i was a sixth guy coming in because there was injuries and all that stuff right but, yeah, yeah and uh that was the year we started off really poorly with the other coach danny came in and we turned the whole ship around made it to the pre-playoffs and then got put out right yeah I remember now. Okay. Do you remember the train game train where game. you take, you go to Rosenheim on the bus as a hockey team and then <laughs> win or lose fans know we're taking a train back to Beatingheim. Yeah, of course. That's what I, like I said, man, how could you forget that? It was when I first just got over there. So, Oh, that, bro, that was when you had first been yeah, there, Yeah, right? that's when I first – I just got over there, like I said. See, so I had was... been there for years, and I had never got to do anything like that, and I couldn't oh, it was, believe it. That was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was so uh, – not to be rude, like I said, I, I was so shy. I was kind of sitting there, like, kind of – you know, I was sitting with other guys and things like that, and then, yeah, you just get fans that come up to you and just grab you, and you're like, come, we go drink. I was like, Okay, sounds good, man. Like, let's go. You know, I mean, nobody you don't really even know. And then and they want just, you to drink with them. Like, oh yeah, like I, I I couldn't believe it. It was so like it was enjoyable. I had fun, and like I said, uh, you know that I mean, train uh, was out of control. Oh, I out was, of control. There was so the fo middle fo folks, for people that don't get it. There is literally a bar on a train. So we go play the game in Rosenheim. Win or lose, the fans know this is <laughs> happening. They've taken the train there. They've drank all the way there. They drink all the way through the game. And then after the game, we get on the train with them and they are buckled. All of them are buckled. And then we're like, well, let's get into this. Yeah. And then they all drink with you. And that train on the way back, man, what a mess. And oh, then we got back to the train station and there was still a big party at the train station. Yeah, there was. Cause there's a bar there. Yeah. We were still Sorry getting for burping it. in the mic folks. <laughs> 
we're still, yeah, we're still getting hammered there and having a good time. So <laughs> it was, I did, yeah, it was, it yeah. was wild. And I, I thought it was so cool to do that. Like at least you got to like, experience it and how yeah like the, tra- the party on a train with the fans oh right? yeah like i said i've never seen it before like you said i think it was i think it was like like you mentioned on the train in the it was like the middle the middle cart or whatever that was where the bar was and it was like disco ball and like it was like <laughs> it was like, on here man i walked in i was like this is unreal like this is <laughs> this is sick like <laughs> but that, and then America. you get the fans that are just total that can't even talk at all and oh yeah there's a they're all up the words, in your, like, and they're all up in your business and oh yeah you're the you. best oh like, yeah you're like you're like arm around like, you yeah give me a beer how about that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so then the next year we both come back um i guess we have a tough start right danny gets let go we get the new coach and then that's the year i get my hernia and i'm done right yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's with Sharpie and PJ and Ty Morris, right? That's that squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. And then uh, that's when Kevin came in, I believe, right? Got yeah, it. that's right. So then we're in relegation, um, yeah. and I don't play any of that. I'm out. They don't want me back. But then you resign, and uh, they bring in like the Slovenians, the Rodman brothers. They were good, eh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dave and uh, Marcel, yeah, they were, they, like you said, Kevin knew them from, I think, when he was coaching Austria, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, two two solid players, two solid, like, guys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's cool. Way to go, guys. They, You guys won the championship after yeah. they brought you in instead of me. Way to yeah, go. it was crazy how you, like, you I just got nothing against you, Rodmans. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> yeah, for sure, eh? But it was like you mentioned, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty insane how, how it worked out, like you said, that – you know, Kevin comes in, saves, I mean, like, does a great job as a coach to save the team from relegation. Uh, players do a good job to do it. That's that's a shitty thing over there, too, with the, you know, I mean, Europe a little bit. You give all your best, and sometimes then, like you said, well, it's like, thanks for your time. See you later. You saved us, right? Like, ciao. Like, there's no guarantees, which which kind of sucks, right? Like, but, you know, give Kevin credit. Like you said, then he takes the team from, like, that was almost last place the year before. And then the following year, we win a championship. It's like, well, that you do realize it's all about the budget in that league, right? 100%. That's all it is. They gave him a budget. They gave him finally something that he could work with. The year before, if Danny Held has a budget, he could probably win a lot of games, but he had no budget. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's the honest truth. With Europe, if you got good sponsors that have a good budget and give you a budget, 100%. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, that's. That's what Europe's all about. It's all about, I mean, investing. Well, right? And then that guy, that like, you know, whatever he is as a coach. Um, but then he looks great because he takes them from there to there. But yeah. all these fans don't realize, well, he got to pay the Rodmans whatever to come from Austria to play for oh, Beanie yeah. I'm like, they were I don't making think, bucks. I don't think they were making chump change. That's for sure. So Right. So it's like, well, that, then you're good again when you pay for good players. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. And it's the honest truth that like you just said. Exactly. That's so what trophy were you sleeping with that po- on your poster? What's that huge cup? Is that? That's the championship cup. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the one for the second league in Germany when I won. Oh, it. that's the new one, buddy. That was when they came DL2. <laughs> oh, so they, they changed the name of the league. So now it's a new cup. Yeah, it's a new cup. Exactly. Ah, I wonder what happened to the cup I won. Yeah. Well, that's probably in the trash now. So, 
<laughs> but yeah, this this big one, man, it's awesome. It's fucking the cup, like holy man, it was huge, eh? Oh, it was big, man. I can't. You my could put a lot of drinks in that. It'd be hard to drink out of. Oh, 100. It was sick, but yeah, that's what that picture that, like I said, I sent you there. Yeah, I had uh, I had to kick my girlfriend, well, which is my wife now, out of the bed so I could sleep with this thing. So told her <laughs> she's on the couch. So. <laughs> <laughs> So well, that was a nice looking trophy, bud. I'm yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I we didn't put up any really any of a fight in Hellbrod, so I can't be that <laughs> upset. <laughs> we were out first round. <laughs> yeah. Never saw you at all. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. It was a good year though. Yeah. Can't complain. Yeah, no, and then that was with Dougie and PJ too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh PJ you can stop dodging the shed whenever you feel like it, big guy. We're ready for you whenever you want. Right. Um, so yeah, so then you uh what's that? You re-sign again then for a third year. Yeah. So you now this would you be a half year and then you re-sign again after you win it. Yeah. Yeah. So who exactly. else did they bring back uh, other than you for the imports? Oh man, I can't remember. I don't think anybody else. You win a championship. I think Dougie and PJ are out of there because I don't think the coach yeah, even wanted them that year. They didn't he didn't Dougie, he tried to Dougie. get rid of them after. So they were on two-year deals with Danny Held. Danny yeah. gets fired, and yeah. then Godette wants new guys. He wants me out of there, and he wants them out of there, and we're like the three leading scorers. And yeah. he tried to get rid of them on two-year deals, and they both ended up going back, and they're like, no. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. And then What and a fun was- year when your coach doesn't want you. And then you guys yeah, win the no championship. Doubt. Makes me <laughs> sick. Yeah. And then the following year, I think, like you said, they, I think that's what you were saying. Like they, he was trying, I think they were trying to buy out Dougie and PJ kept yeah. them. And all of a sudden he did, he, like you said, then Kevin, I think the following year kept PJ for another year after that. They no, I think with, he went somewhere else. Or did Lansu, he go Helbron? something Lansu, somewhere. Right? He did go so, somewhere else. Yeah. But so I, I couldn't imagine when a coach tries to buy you out and doesn't want you to have to play for him for a year and then win the championship. That, that would suck. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think I signed another year after that. I can't remember who the imports were though. Yeah, well, it's just weird for me that you guys won the championship and then like they were cleaning house, and it's like, how is that a team? But what do I know? Right? Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) So then the next year though, you guys did well again because you guys you had a lot of playoff games again. So did you lose in the finals? Yeah, I think uh yeah, that yeah, actually, yeah, that's what happened. We won we uh we won the year before. I think it was against uh, Fishtown. Oh, did Justin Kelly join the team then? Uh, not that year, no. No? Oh, he was the following year. He was in Ravensburg, I think, the following year. Oh, that's when he ran a muck in Ravensburg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he was there. Uh, that year that we made it to the finals again, we played actually Fishtown Penguins there again, Bremerhaven. Bremerhaven, the Penguins, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, and we lost to them in the finals that time. So. And that's when they go up to the DL. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first year when we won, we beat Schwinnigan, right? And that's when we were supposed to actually go to the DL because we won the league, but we didn't have the funds. Hey, so, I've been through it, buddy. I was there before. We won it too, <laughs> and they said we were going to go up and then didn't. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So they, yeah, they, uh, so they, I know who was it? Hanover Indians. It was, I believe, right. They were in the DL and then they had to forfeit out because they didn't have money. So then there was, we won the championship and then Schwinnigan was in the semifinal or finals against us. So 
it was whoever put up the more money and sure enough, Schwinnigan come out of nowhere and <laughs> boom, puts they up go. more money and then they go up and yeah, that, and then it's up. interesting because imports yeah. that played for their team are then DL players and yeah. got you guys that won the championship and beat them are still DL two players, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's crazy. Like you said, so then, yeah, we win that year, go to the finals the next year, lose to Bremerhaven. And then I believe after that year, I think I went to Coughborn. After that, I think. No, you're wrong. You're full no. of shit. Okay. Your last year in Beatingheim research team was hot. Was your best year. 61 points in 50 games. And I got written down. Why don't you come back? So what it seems to me is there wasn't much loyalty with imports in Beatingheim at the time. But you find, you, you're like a point-of-game player your whole career or in Beatingheim, and now you got over 10 points over a point a game, and now you don't come back. Explain. Yeah. I don't know. That was uh, that was an odd situation, to be honest with you. Is uh, Like you said, I had a good year, um, yeah, and all that good stuff. I think that's the year then they brought in Mac, Matt McKnight, or Nick McKnight and, uh, from Weisswasser, right? Yeah. The Summerfield and all them. So they brought him over and a couple other guys, but – yeah, I had a good year, like you mentioned, and then, yeah, I don't know. Um, that was the year, that was the year, actually, that I got, like you said, we got to the finals, and we, and we lost to Bremerhaven, but, um, the like, I don't know, I, I got injured right in the first game, I, I hurt my back, um, I was playing through it all year, and then all of a sudden, February came, and my back locked up on me. Uh, the year the, you had all those points, your back locked up yeah, on you? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was crazy, unbelievable, like, I, I was playing through injury, I didn't even know, I went to Ortima, did uh, MRIs and everything like that, they said I was fine, and then I guess the the, the, the doctor from Beatingheim, there's the, there's the soccer teams around there, he looked at my MRI and said I had a herniated disc in my back, so I was playing with a herniated disc, so he, he kind of clicked me back in, and I was feeling good, he gave me, like, a shot in the back, so I actually was feeling well, but you know how that is when you playing with injuries, they're all whacked up and all that. And well, then uh, when you start getting the shots, man, oh, uh, yeah, to cool. play, like I remember uh, the doctor at Beatingheim would freeze. It's my shoulder for a few games. I remember <laughs> the one time, like it would have been probably you guys, you would have been part of it. You guys are going out for warm up, And I literally had passed out in the little training room there and I was right. sleeping while you guys were going up for warmups because he had mixed it a little too strong. He said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it. So, but yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was a crazy, like I said, it was crazy. So, so the negotiations are basically, they're like, well, we're, we're not even offering, like there's no offer well, at all. How it happened. What, like I said, so I played through playoffs, right. And all this stuff with the, with this, with my, so what happened with me, I played through all that garbage. One week before playoffs, I fucking, I get hurt. I pull my growing. So being smart, I tensor bandage my one fucking growing up. Worst mistake ever you can do. Play through that. Sure enough, my other growing gets pulled. So like, I got two like, like the tensor bandage is going to help your groin, right? Like, so like, I, like wrapping that up is actually going to oh, help yeah, your groin not be pulled. Yeah. So I got, so I got two, two pulled growings. I'm playing through that. And then all of a sudden, um, the, the trainer tends to bandages that one up. I was like, okay, perfect. I'm nice and tight. I'm ready. Sure enough, my lower abdominal gets pulled. So could you imagine? Like, so my girlfriend at the time now was my wife. That we were in the finals against Bremerhaven, and I played through all this stuff, injuries. So you're like, you're you know saying what? double pull, two pulled groins, a herniated disc, and a lower abdominal pull too. 
So if you can imagine, if people experience this, try getting out of bed. I had to roll like an old man out of my bed. And I went to the rink and I still played. <laughs> yeah. So, and then that, and then Kevin Gaudet fought for me because he wanted me back on the team again to resign. And Volker Shoke said, no, we don't want him back this year. Who's that? He's the man. He's the GM or whatever it is there. And behind Kevin now. wasn't in charge of who he signed because he sure was when I was there. No, he had uh, no. Volker told him no, and he was kind of really pissed off about it. So that doesn't make that, any sense. Yeah, I don't know. Kevin so then was after, the guy that picked the team, not some other guy I've never heard of. So, well, I know not now. I tell you something. It's Volker. Volker Shoke is the guy. That so this guy comes in and then tells Kevin he no longer picks his own team as the coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So is that yeah. why he probably wanted to leave then? Because he maybe. had full control when I was there. Oh, yeah, he did. But, yeah, maybe it could be like that. And, uh, yeah, so then that's when I think I moved on to Cockburn and went and played with my buddy uh, Daniel Pulitzer. <laughs> oh, yeah, Opie. Opie, yeah, good old Opie, yeah. Yeah, so you went there to play with him. Yeah, yeah, I played for uh, one year there, yeah. and uh, You did well there, too, but that's not where you went after that year. You went to Sturzing Vipatino in Italy. Oh, no, that's after, my friend. You're way, way past. Yeah, no, this is. Dude, dude, the research team was hot, man. You're three years in Beatingheim. After that, 2014-15, you go to Sturzing Vipatino. Kaufborn is after that year. That's true. You don't That's even know what you what? did. You're a mess. I'm, yeah, I'm a mess. The research team is hot. And you went to goddamn Sturzing Vipatino. Too many concussions. Seriously, because Sturzing Vipatino, right. when right. I leave, where yeah. am I leaving? I'm leaving Hellbron, and I'm starting yeah. to try and find shit on my own because my agent isn't doing much. And yeah. I reached right. out. I Sturzing Vipatino is one of the teams that like I was talking with and we were trying to come to a deal. Um, actually I think it's after my Denmark year, but anyways, I talked to them. I was looking up the city. I've, I've checked it all out and it was a, it was not a ski area. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool little area. Yeah. Right in the mountain type thing. So, uh, yeah, like you said, that's, that's what happened. That's when I got booted from, uh, Bietingheim. Yeah. And I signed up with, uh, Sturzing. Um, yeah. Went down there, played, uh, I think I played, I can't even remember how many games I played. 15. Yeah. yeah. 15. Research like team that. was hot, buddy. Yeah. They definitely were. They you definitely had about were. a point a game though. 14 yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty close. They, and then, uh, yeah, they, they told me that that wasn't good enough and for their, league i guess and they're yeah. for their team or something so i was like yeah whatever man that's your opinion so i uh, moved on from there and then uh went up uh i went up to vadermark i think it was yeah in the third league you know what's funny though in small world is when the research team looked at that so you left Sturzing. um yeah. the guy they brought in i played with in denmark was jason walters uh yeah walters yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I looked like yeah. they brought him in after he was the guy that played in Denmark. He was like our defensive forward that blocked all the shots on the penalty. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So they were looking, I don't know. I'm not too sure what they were doing. He but, was a good uh, player though. But anyway, yeah, so, so then you do get a deal though in Germany. So what's it like when you got a German girlfriend or fiance or wife at that point that you starting to like, you're not just in Beatingheim anymore. She's not just the lamb of bar waitress. She's going to have to follow you around or was she back there? <laughs> Yeah, no, she went back to, uh, we went back, like, once, once we were in, uh, like I said, Stairtsing, uh, like I told her, she was my girlfriend at the time, and I uh, asked her if she wanted to come with me. She did. 
Um, and then we obviously had to pack up. We went back to Beatingheim, was in Beatingheim for a bit. And then uh, actually the connection again, once again, with Kevin, obviously from uh, when he started in Germany, that's uh, up in North up there in Vedemark. That's where he started to kind of play and become a coach as well. So um, that's where I got the connection with the owners up there. And then uh, they brought me up there to help out the two young imports uh, over there. And uh, yeah, I played there for a bit, had some fun, enjoyed it. And then, uh, yeah. And then after that, I got my chance uh, to go down and I had a tryout within uh, Switzerland in the Swiss B league. So. You had a tryout with the Swiss B League. Yeah, and uh, I believe it was Olten. When did that happen? Uh, in January. Yeah. The, so. Did you play? You didn't play any games? It was just no games. Of- no, I was just on like a tryout base type thing. So I went down there. Just uh, I was on a practice. Like I was just practiced with the team. They wanted to see if I how I compete and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I did well. I thought the practices went well. Skated well with those guys. Worked out with them. Did all that good stuff. Um, it was getting to a deadline there where they were trying to make a decision if they were taking another guy on or not. They weren't too sure yet. That's why they just, I was in there. I was there. So I went down, I experienced it. I enjoyed it. But, uh, at the time they weren't, uh, they said in the end, they weren't looking to sign another guy. So back to Beatingheim, I went and then. So uh, you had an option to go back to Beatingheim, but they were the uh, ones that didn't want you the year before. So they, that- yeah. So how it ended up was I went back to Beatingheim. I was in Beatingheim skating with the 1B team that they have there. Uh, because like I said, uh, with all the buddies there, right? Because your gal's there. Yeah, she's, she's from there and she's got a place still. So we were living there. And then, uh, yeah, it came to it where the deadline was coming up where they had to make uh, choices that, you know how it is. They always add an extra import just in case someone goes down for playoffs. Yeah. So I was actually uh, in contact with Rico Rossi from Castle. And then uh, the guy that signs me in hell, bro. Yeah. All world, buddy. Yeah. So I was about to, I was actually about to go up there and be the sixth import or fifth import, whatever it was. And then uh, I went into the office of Beatingham because I, I needed to get something like that. And uh, I was talking to Volker Schoke, the, the manager, right? And he was talking. I told him, like, yeah, I'm willing to sign up there. He's like, well, would you like to stay here in Beatingham maybe? I was like, well, if, if things could work out, yeah, why not? My, my, my girlfriend's from here. It'd be, I mean, awesome. So so it actually worked out in the end that yeah, I stayed in, in Beatingham and uh, – yeah, and ended up that year fucking winning another championship. So, <laughs> and you play you played a bunch of games in the playoffs too. So you weren't like you you sat maybe sat missed a few as the extra import, but you played a lot of games. Yeah, no, Kevin, like you said, Kevin really enjoyed me as a player and uh, kept me in the lineup and things like that. So, um, yeah, and I like you said, I just did the best I could, and uh, whenever I was in there and tried to help those guys win, and uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. It was nice to give back, and that was that year that we gave it back to Bremerhaven, right? So we beat Bremerhaven in Bremerhaven. So uh, I was in the second league still. So they hadn't moved up. Yeah. Yeah. So they haven't moved up. No, that was when Schwinnigan moved up. Right. So now, like you said, confusing shit. It's whoever has money moves up and whoever has the (laughs) rank. Yeah. That's all it is. So, yeah. Um, Well, that's cool. You won it again. Um, So you beat Bremerhaven, eh? Did you guys have parades like we did when we won it? Oh, it was huge. Talking huge parades, yeah, down downtown there and all the way to the rink and having all the fireworks and all the flames and all that shit. Oh, yeah, it was a good so time. So they still did it like they did back in 2009. They didn't change too yeah, much, eh? Yeah, definitely, yeah. They weren't so, getting used to winning championships. Oh, so. no, definitely not. But, but yeah, it was pretty crazy, too, as well. Like, that, uh, that's what that, – that, that championship brings me back a lot of memories just due to the fact of uh, – 
uh, my girlfriend obviously at that time was pregnant. Uh, I mean, I, it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that, uh, accidental thing, but Hey, it was awesome. Right. It turned out well. And, uh, just before that final game, when we blend, she found out that it was, uh, it was about to be, that we were going to be having a boy. So I was like, I was even more jacked and yeah. This uh, is right yeah. before the final game. This is right before we won the championship game. Like uh, when we, we were up in Bremov and then meeting Kevin uh, brings this up for some reason. Cause he, I told him, I'm like, yeah, I'm having a boy. He's like, oh, that's awesome. So during the meeting, he's like, yeah, he he has a good story to tell his kid that, you know what I mean? He, we called him the champ. So that's why his nickname is the champ because we won the, we won the championship uh, when I found out that he was a boy. So <laughs> pretty, pretty pumped about that. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So, and you're in the lineup in the final games too. And they had signed you as the extra import. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you were just skating there on the other team and then you're in the final game to win the championship. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. So, and, but Justin Kelly, my centerman, when we won it there, he, uh, he's yeah. on that team then too, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Is that he the was. only time you played with him then? Yeah. That's the only time I played with Kells. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. I think then he was, I think he retired after that, maybe, or he played one more year, maybe in Beanieheim. And that's when I went to Coughborn. I think that's what it was, or something like that. Yeah. So then you do go to Coughborn after you win it. But yeah, those parades can get out of hand and beat a guy. Oh, they're, they're like the train rides from Rose and Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just, yeah, definitely. Those are good times. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so in Coughborn, though, then you, so that, so she has, yeah, she's pregnant then. So then the next season, Coughborn. You, yeah. you, you have them, eh? The champ. Yeah, the champ. Yeah, and the you champ. have a great season, 54 points and 45 games, eh? Yeah, no. Another yeah, good year. Yeah, another good year, yeah. Like I said, I, uh, yeah, I got the chance to wear the golden helmet, the golden nugget that they called it over there. So that was a pretty cool little thing. Is uh, it? I hated it. When I went well, over there, they didn't have target. it. They didn't have it. They didn't no. have gold helmets. And I'd been there for two years or something. And then all of a sudden yeah. they decide to start having it. And then yeah. I'd, you'd have to wear the gold helmet. And you're like, well, I get yeah. so mad. Like when we were brutal in Beatingheim yeah. and like guys are wearing gold helmets and I'm like, yeah. and I'd be sitting on the bench and the dude with a gold helmet is wide open in front of the net. And I'm like, are you guys serious? He's wearing a gold helmet in front of yeah. the net and you guys yeah. don't know to cover him. <laughs> fuck no yeah. wonder we're in fucking last place <laughs> coaches yeah. are getting fired every year because we suck yeah no doubt oh <laughs> uh, because we had no yeah. money because yeah. porsche lost all their money right <laughs> porsche pulled out buddy porsche yeah pulled out. gosh darn it <laughs> <laughs> but well uh, cough borns rink let's talk about that barn what a, it's a beauty eh well it's a fucking real beauty it's like a, it's, it's what, like a, what, what, bomb shelter. a bomb shelter. I was thinking like uh, a dungeon. Um, it's dark. They but got it's open walls. air too, right? Three, like there's no walls. walls. Yeah. Three walls. They got three walls, but the one side's open. So fucking snow would be coming in and oh yeah. It's cold in there sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, great atmosphere, but a little dark. They could use some brighter lights. I'd yeah, say. Well, their new rink is nice now. Right. So, oh, they have a new rink. They do, yeah. Yep. Everybody's got new ranks now, eh? Yeah, exactly. Except Krimichow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't ever change, Krimichow. Don't ever no. change. Don't change. That kind of no. makes me sad. Coughborn's got a new rank. So what are they in the second league still? Yeah, yeah, they're still second league. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Do so you still pay attention to all that stuff? 
ah, fuck, it pops up on my Facebook sometimes or fucking stuff like yeah. that. I, I, like I said, I'm I'm a hockey nerd still, like, and I pay attention to everybody, right? So I hear you. Okay. Yeah. Um, next one. So after that good year in Coughborn, then. Yeah. Um, I don't know what age you're at, but you sign with Deuceburg. Yeah, Deuceburg Foxes in yeah. the third league. Yeah. So you you want to be in Germany, obviously. Um, yeah. but you just had a good year in the second league. So why are you signing the third league? Was it good money in the third league? Yeah, it was a, it was a two, I was looking for, like, I was looking to stay in Coughborn to be honest with you for another year, but they didn't want to give me uh they didn't want to give me a two-year contract. So, um, this Duesburg team stepped up and they gave me a two-year contract. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good money, but probably the worst uh, decision ever to make signing with this team. This, uh, like I said, I, I I could ramble on about this, but I won't because if I stay stuff, I could get uh, I could get in trouble or just things like that. It, it got. I, let's just say that I'm still battling for my money nowadays. <laughs> really? Yep. That sucks. Yeah, still battling, and the guy threatened my family if I didn't leave the apartment. <laughs> so yeah, oh yeah, it wasn't uh, the guy that like from the team, the owner. The owner, yeah. He he had so many lawsuits against him from other players where he, he tried to just kick them out and not pay them their money. And my lawyer that I have always beat him in court because he does the same stupid move, so we just beat him every time. So I've actually beat him in court, but I'm still waiting for my money to this day, which is like five years. Sounds like a great guy to play for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a real winner, this guy, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Like, like I said, I... Threatening I, I, your family. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He said uh, he came up to he came up and said something in German, and my wife's like, "You can't say that." Like bottom line, like you, I mean, you don't. Who do you think you are? And blah blah blah. He basically told us that we didn't get out of our apartment. He was gonna sell, send Hell's Angels to our apartment and uh, all this stuff. So yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was just like you know. And I'm this gonna... is the guy that's supposed to be paying you and giving you a place to live so you'll play hockey for him yeah pretty much and then like i said <laughs> yeah so we we like i said so basically i uh packed up and we kind of effed off from there and went right back to beanieheim and then and I don't so know, then they, you ended up fighting your way to krimichow though you got a yeah, deal. yeah they made a deal these guys made a deal because john Tripp was the coach and he knew the guy from uh the coach from Duisburg, um lance netherly his name was that's the, that was the coach there um and they yeah so they made an agreement that they that Duisburg would still pay me my money they just wanted me to find a place for me to go play so they <laughs> so I went and played there um yeah it was that like, sounds wild yeah it was and then interesting and still, year eh? it's, and yeah. it's, it's tough when you've played at beating and everything was legit you're getting paid on time yeah, you, sure. they're paying the taxes it's not cash and then you yeah. probably you can get to different places in Europe can't oh, you yeah Krimichow, like you said, they were nice to me and all that stuff. I had no problems with them. Like, it was just the situation with Duisburg was just uh, toxic. Just shit show. Oh, it was just a shit show. It was, it's, like I said, and and you could, like I said, to this day, I'm still, obviously, you could tell I'm still. So how does that time. happen when you're on a two-year deal that he's trying to tell you to leave and not pay you? Is he, he, well, he changed his mind about paying you? Yeah, basically, that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to rip me off my money, yeah. And uh, so the first year, like you said, he was going to pay me my money when to finish out the season with Kermichow. Um, Like you said, uh, when I went there, all of a sudden, February's pay was like a week late. He said that he lost my bank account information. <laughs> and then the following month after that, he waited one more month after that to pay me my money. 
Uh, my lawyer sent the message like, Hey, you got to pay him now. Right. Like, so he paid me my money. And then in the summertime, he's like, yeah, we don't want him back next year. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, well then buy me out and <laughs> bottom line. Right. Like that's part of the game. He buy me out. That's not my problem. So, so he was trying to screw me over. So yeah, I had to spend all money basically to get my family over to Germany because I'm showing that I'm willing to come there still to play. So I paid all this money to fly over there. Um, then we were living in Beedingheim because he didn't want me to come. So I was like, okay, well, we need a place to stay. So we were renting a place off my money, um, rented a car. But you know how that is, Waldo. You're supposed to get that all from the team, all supplies. Oh, so, that's expensive. You don't have the so, money or savings for oh, that. Yeah. yeah. So this, was getting back, this was building up, building up. And then it came to a point where uh, the new team just came in bad tolts right the bad told you paid for your whole family to fly over and started paying an apartment and a car over there that is 40, not cheap forty five hundred dollars just to fly s3 over there but <laughs> so 45 and then try to yeah about that, well then the apartments aren't going to be cheap unless you're living in a shithole 800 euros a month too so for the yeah next two, there you go so, and renting a car so that was all that's what i i battled him in court for my money so yeah, I beat him obviously and, and my salary and all that stuff. Right. So um, obviously I won in court, but I'm still waiting. Well, there you for... go. Dirt bag. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like I said, after this we'll be uh, going after him for personal damages too, of what, you know, threatening us and all this stuff. So, oh, that's like, wild. That's wild. Stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a wild, it's a wild store. Like it said, it'd be. It'd and this to... is a guy that signed you and you think you're going there and it's <laughs> all going to be good. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Shit's in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll never say where or when this happened, but um, let's just say uh, a team I was on wasn't supposed to go as far as they did in the playoffs, but there were playoff bonuses. Yeah. And my contract was set up that like there wasn't even there was a bonus for the first round, the second round. But to yeah. win the championship, there wasn't even a bonus because it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we almost did. It's this close. <laughs> and, and, uh, th- the bonuses that were in my contract, <laughs> at least one of them or two of them weren't getting paid. And like, I literally like went home for the summer and none of it was paid. And yeah. I went all summer and then I got, and then at some point they're like, okay, we can do it. Uh, but it's gotta be cash. Right. Like, <laughs> and I was like, that's fine. They're like, yeah. okay, next time you play here, we'll give you cash. And I'm like, that's cool. Or I think it was give it to my agent or something and he'll give it to you. And I'm like, whatever. So then I get it. <laughs> and then it's like two, three weeks later, a month later, guy calls me. He's like, I thought you just wanted your money. Why am I hearing about this and getting calls from the government and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I haven't told anybody. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I got my money. What are you talking yeah, about? Why, why, why I'm pretty sure they're looking into you, not me. <laughs> yeah, seriously, bud. Like, figure it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. When it's weird, right? Because when we grow up in Canada and it's just hockey and then junior hockey and then yeah. even in pro here, like East Coast, yeah, yeah. You, you're covered AHL. You go over there, man. There's some dirty shit happening oh, in places. Like, like I said, don't get me wrong. Like, people should take it what we're talking about all that, that it's bad. Like not everybody's bad. Like there's a lot of great places, a lot of good, like, don't get me wrong, but there is some sneaky people over there that you got to watch personally. 
And yeah, it's, it's, well, like it said, doesn't take long for people to chit chat. And it's like, they can only do it for so long oh, nowadays. Yeah. Right. Because there's exactly. too many people talking out there. Exactly. Just too many people in the shed. Now your yeah. dirt bag, people are going to find out about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. hundred yeah. uh, percent. Okay. So then you go to Krimichow cold rink. Eh? Were you there for oh. the cold parts of it? Yeah, I guess definitely. you always played there, though. So yeah, it was in February time. Even when we were opposite team, we still played there, right? Water oh, ball, yeah. freezing during the game, and oh yeah, all that stuff. You need basically like hot tea. Then there'd water. still be like a topless guy in the crowd, right, drinking oh, the yeah, wine, and you're like, "How are you topless?" And he's banging on the drums, like it's unbelievable. Like you just shake your head, like, and you're like, "Your team's in tenth place, and you're topless right now." <laughs> <laughs> like you just shake your head, yeah, oh yeah, but yeah, but they guys- do have fun. Way to go! I like the fans that get into it passionate or positive you want to beat on a drum and wave flags and be topless i'm totally for it no matter what place your team's 100%. in right 100 yeah I Just don't be negative and whistle at everybody right okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after that you're, you go to tolts then bad tolts that i played in that rink they were in the second league for a while when i was there um yep. it's it's a good spot that's like in bavaria area right yeah bavaria right in the mountains man i i loved it i thought it was a great place uh yeah that i had to like i said dissolve my contract with uh with the Duisburg situation and that's when i like i said as soon as i dissolved it that's when i attacked him for my money and beat him in court obviously but yeah i moved on to bad tolts and uh started there and my first game yeah right away i got into it and uh scored two goals and yeah i had to uh, do the little chant with the fans and all that stuff so oh, nice was, they called you out in your first game yeah yeah fucking it was a great it was that's a great when start. you get welcomed right yeah, hundred percent. Like the fans. When, just when I first went to Germany in Landshut, my very first game at home. Yeah. I didn't score. I had, I think I had an assist or two, but like I had mucked it up a bit. And then yeah. after the game, we had won, and they were chanting my name. And then I was like, "What is happening? What do I do?" Right. It was my oh, first yeah. game ever, <laughs> and this my line mate that had scored a couple was like, "Come with me." And we go out to center and did the can can where we're kicking our feet up in the air and the whole yeah. crowd's chanting and. Yeah. I was like, where the hell am I playing hockey? Right. <laughs> um, but it, it, as soon as they do that, they're, they basically are saying, we're happy. The team has signed you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was uh that's exactly a good sign. Like you mentioned, like, I mean, uh, the first game, it was awesome too. Cause it was a derby game against fucking Garmish. So uh, this was a fucking pretty big, uh, pretty, pretty big game for these guys too. And trying to move up in the standings and, yeah, to beat them and win that one, it was a full barn. And, uh, yeah, I rocked some guy hard, too. And almost uh, they wanted me to get kicked out because I hit him so hard. <laughs> Ended that up and that scored, happens in Germany. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, scored two goals, and it was two big goals. And, uh, and a big hit. They would have yeah, loved it. And, uh, yeah, I like, like I said, I loved playing there. The area was awesome. Loved it. Loved everything Who's about your it. coach there? Uh, what was his name? Last name was Bohm. Rick Bohm. Bomb Rick Bomb or Rick Bohm. I don't he was know like him. the he was he was a, a Canadian guy actually, and he's been a legend over there in that area for bad tolts. But really nice, really really nice guy. Really really. Isn't enjoyed. it interesting how many Canadians are scattered around Germany that went over there to play hockey, got yeah. hitched up? Yeah. How did yeah. you end up getting back to Canada? Fuck easy, fuck. You told her I, we're going back. That's that. Yeah, well, it's, it's the land of hockey over here. You know what I mean? I got a job here, so that's what you do. Yeah, <laughs> but no, our plan, our plan, like I said, was uh, supposed to be. Um, even though, like I said, we I finished the season with bad tolts that year, 
uh, played through the, and then I was supposed to actually sign with bad tolts again to go back. And then they told me, they strung me along, strung me along, strung me along. And then all of a sudden, no, we're not going to sign you. So it was kind of hooped. And our plan was to go back to Germany and just kind of live off, like live there for a bit and see if I can get like skating with the one B team. The, I mean, all that stuff. Catch and, on uh, like you had other years. Yeah. And just catch on. You never know. Right. And stay in shape. And then, uh, but then all of a sudden, um, yeah, my career ended right after that, and uh, I got into coaching and started out in the uh, in Alberta Junior Hockey League in uh, Louis Minister Bobcats. Right. Um, so that so how do you know that you're done? How like obviously you say they strung you along, strung you along, but how old are you at that point, and how do you know when it's actually over? Like at what point in the summer, no, the fall? I, was, I like I was still working out, getting ready to go back. Right, so I was ready, prepared, but then all of a sudden. Uh, once they told me that, I was like, okay. And then my buddy actually was, uh, he was the head scout of uh, the, this Alberta junior hockey league team. And uh, the, the head coach was looking for an assistant coach. So uh, I did an interview with him and uh, yeah, he offered me the job. And I was like, well, it's a no brainer. I mean, it's, it's uh, time it's, to transition anyway. Yeah, it's right? a junior, junior hockey. And it's, I mean, a great start, let's be honest. So, you know what I mean? And, um yeah so i transitioned in that and uh really enjoyed Do you get it. paid to be your triple a coach then yeah yeah i sure do yeah yeah okay yeah huh yeah so so that happens in edmonton they pay coaches to coach yeah they do yeah it's crazy yeah the the top leagues obviously uh the more elite leagues right they all get their coaches get paid or whatever from their clubs yeah so then it's the parents paying you basically the parents are playing. Yeah, exactly. It comes out of the, parents like how club. much are these parents paying for a season? Mind uh, me asking. Actually, like, I, I, I don't mind me asking. I want to know how much do they pay for their kid to play hockey for a season? For a season. I think to play on the team I'm playing with, I think the, I think it was, I want to say between 52 and $5,700 to play for a season. I think. That that 50, takes seven hundred. Yeah, that takes care of everything. I think that's paying like for ice times. That's paying for buses. That's paying for like tournaments. That has money in there. Like these parents might get money back as well. How much do you guys travel? Uh, we don't travel that much in our leagues. We only did uh, two road trips this year. So most oh. of the teams are most of the teams are pretty close around here if you do some road trips it's either day road trips where you go there and back so on a bus on a bus yeah we've done that a couple of times yeah exactly but we stayed overnight one time i think it was in calgary hmm. yeah no i i don't know how it works really in ontario i'm learning but i like i obviously i do it voluntarily it's just for fun around here everybody yeah. helps out in this community uh, yeah. But then when you get to Toronto, people are getting paid. And then there's like other AAA teams that aren't Toronto that like, I don't think the coaches get paid. Yeah. I but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but yeah, it's like a, an honorarium, right. They call it. So, um, but yeah, like, well, I mean, I guess time is money as they call it, I guess. And yeah, I mean, you put a lot of effort into it and uh, you know what I mean? You get to get, when back. you're trying to make those kids the best they could be. Right. Well, and and if the thing, they right? appreciate what you're doing, I guess. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, and it's fun. It's enjoyable. And uh, to, to get a couple, like you said, to earn a little bit of extra money back in your way to kind of, you know, put your time out. Cause it does take a lot of time away from your family as you would know too. Right. Like it's, you know, it's time consuming. 
to get to, you know what I mean? Especially like for myself at the AAA level, you know what I mean? Watching video, preparing them for their next game. Right. Like, your you were, kid's not on the team. My kid's on the team. Yeah. See, that's not bad. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm still an assistant coach on my kid's team too. And his little Timbits team. So, you know what I mean? Like, so when I can get out to there too and go for practices and help out in games. So, so you're saying you're doing video with this AAA team. Oh yeah. There's video and everything. Yeah. It's called uh it's actually uh, a, a thing that called Instat. So they do uh, the, the home teams videotape the games and it goes after the game, it sends it to this, these guys here and they break down everything for you. It's Waldo. You'd be the main, you'd be amazed at this stuff. It's you don't even have to do video. But anymore. People are paying them too. Yeah. The league does. The league Who's does. paying the league. Well, the fucking parents probably. I don't yeah. Know. It all dude. When you're a parent, I, you start thinking about this shit. No, you know, I, I don't want to pay ins to them. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about video. I'll talk to yeah. the kids on my own. <laughs> but yeah, no, this instat is awesome. Like you could set it up, uh, set it up, send it to, uh, all the players so they can watch themselves, watch your video, how they play. And then, uh, yeah, you can do all that stuff. Like tells them they're plus minus. It sounds cool, but it actually makes me want to puke because I never watch video on myself ever. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever seen myself play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen like a couple like little clips, but I've literally, I've yeah. never watched video ever. Yeah, for sure. Unless I was forced. Yeah, ev- exactly. Ever. <laughs> ever. Forced. Yeah. I was forced every time. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, eh? Um, but like, no, I could definitely be helpful, like for the kids to have video and like it'd be so simple to be like, hey, do you see this here? But like, I don't know. Yeah. I, my, I, uh, the age I'm at with the kids, it's more like I just want yeah. them to be feeling it. I just want them to go out there and just feel the moment, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, give it up. It's bobsled time, right? 100%. Yeah, I agree with you. If, you, if I start coaching too much or if I tell them to like pass <laughs> it back to the D more, they have no clue. every time they get it, they pass it back to the D. And yeah, I'm like, exactly. no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> like, oh, exactly. Even at our age, that at this kids that I'm still coaching, they do the same thing. For but sure. it's the they, same in pro, right? Like once a coach yeah. starts telling you too much, they're giving you too much information. And then yeah. all of a sudden you go out there and you're like, I'm not even skating. I'm thinking about what I'm doing too much. Yeah. I'm not even like in it. The coach told me to go here, but the play's over here, right? It's like read and react. You gotta let them, you gotta let them blossom themselves too. So well, you can I only see. give them tips, right? Just little tips of what they do or what they can do better. But then here, you just gotta go. And, right? and what they excel at, what what they can work on. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. And then exactly. there's the coaches that like every time you got the puck they're screaming at the bench, like what to do with it. And yeah. you're like, well, the kid's got to decide that on his own. Like he, yeah. he can't be waiting for yeah, the coach on the bench to scream across the ice, 100%. like chip it out, like shoot it in. Like yeah, they need like, to make those decisions on their own. Right. Yeah. And there's still ways, like I said, like, I, I'm a guy that likes to be vocal still from the bench, but like you said, when he has the puck or something like that, you just let them do their thing. Right. But if there's someone on a four check, you don't hear that like these kids still don't you gotta talk. get that you gotta get them going. But, you gotta be like, hey, you, get going. You my heads up, like man on, man on. So they hear your voice, right? Or like, like you got time, you got time. Yeah, but D- like D- it's D- not D- like D- you gotta pass it to him. You gotta <laughs> it's like I played yeah. for some coaches that they thought they yeah. had like the controller for a PlayStation and they were yeah, like, yeah, pass, sure, yeah. shoot, dump it in. And they thought them yelling at everybody that yeah. they had the controller, and it's like, well. I actually think everybody should think for themselves and like make the best decision with the puck, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No little tips, 
little tips, like I said, giving a little holler, D to D, or, you know what I mean, one, two, two, four, check. Like, they just hear it, but let them do it, right? Like, go. I mean, like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's yelling at them the whole time, do this, do this. No, no, no. Let them think. You know what I mean? Let them play. Let them be creative. You got to let yeah. their brains do the work, right? So Exactly. And then once they figure it out on their own, they'll be much better. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, Jocko, I don't think we got much else, but it seems like, oh, actually you won a championship in senior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. This keeps going. Yeah. You, well, yeah, so. did you just get all banged up then that night? Did you yeah, win it and have a time or what? You ran a muck in that. Yeah, that was fun. That was when I was, uh, I was coaching in Lloyd and then, uh, my buddy actually, he knew these guys that, uh, were like, the, I guess like the guys that put the team together in St. Wahlberg. So, um, I had time in when I was coaching and all that stuff. And then when I got released from uh, Lloyd minister Bobcats, they asked me if I wanted to just play with them the whole time. I was like, yeah, sure. Like didn't have to practice. I just came in, I worked out during the week and, uh, yeah, I would go in and play and just have some fun and help these guys out. Like, like you mentioned, like teach them, right. Like teach them the ways of how to win properly and what positional, how to play it and just draw it up on the board. I took over as basically like, coming in and, and the coach was loving it too. He's like, man, this is awesome. Like, yeah, but I took the, yeah, I helped them help this team fucking come from like middle of pack, whatever. They had good players. Don't get me wrong. But me coming in, they, when you spoke, you could see they listened to you. You know what I mean? They were like really intrigued and wanted to learn and wanted to still win even at that level. Right. And it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. This is awesome, right. So I give them little tips against the teams we were playing. I'm like, this is what I see. Just do this. Cause they'll turn pucks over. And sure enough, it was just boom, boom, boom. And yeah, we fucking, we won the championship and yeah, it was Had a great a good, time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, winning championships anywhere, man. Right. That yeah. shit lasts forever. hundred percent memories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Jocko, you did a hell of a career, man. Thank you very you know? much. It, no, seriously. Like when you go through it all, it's a, you, you had a hell of a run, man. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely and, and now you're, you got a passion for coaching and uh, the underdog elite training, right? Damn right, yeah. Like I said, anybody around Edmonton, you know what I mean, can look us up at, uh, like I said, Underdog Hockey Elite, uh, or hockey, underdogelitehockey.com. That's what it is. Sorry. And, yeah, uh, yeah there you go. Website, things like that. So, and, and you're going to get a passionate coach that's been all over the world playing hockey, right? And uh, you're here to help. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. Just trying to make, make kids better. And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Jocko and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive me. I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band. I'm like Pete Southtown, Van Van. I'm always speaking my mind, man. I'm better off biting my tongue. I'm a bad joke at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend in my own mind. I'm good for some, but I'm not for it.